Podcast presented by the Denver Post. This is sports writer Kyle Newman, joined as usual by my colleague Patrick Saunders. And on today's show, we are previewing the second half of the Colorado Rockies season as they enter the second half in need of some road mojo and looking to make some climbing from that fourth spot in the NL West. Patrick, we'll start off with the subject we've been talking about since spring training and pretty much on every pod and intermittent analysis on our site. And that's Trevor Story's future, along with a couple others. But now that the All-Star game has come and gone, the pageantry of the Home Run Derby, will, where True Story put on well for the home crowd, 32 homers overall, advanced to the semifinals before falling. Now that that's all over, reality's kind of setting in. Here we go. We're in the second half. First question, deadline July 30th this year. Is Trevor Story going to be a Rocky? Or is he going to get traded before the deadline? What's going to happen, Patrick? You just talked with NRM GM Bill Schmidt today, Thursday. You know, Kyle, if you'd asked me this question two months ago, a month ago, maybe even two weeks ago, I would have said uh, Trevor Story is likely, very likely to be traded. But after talking to Bill Schmidt, after talking to some other people in the business during the course of the All-Star game, uh, this is far from a done deal. Um, Bill Schmidt essentially told me, listen, we're not going to give the guy away. It's got to be a worthwhile deal for us. Paraphrase that by saying, or back that up rather by saying, listen, we're not a farm team for Major League Baseball. It's pretty interesting. Uh, basically the idea that, hey, we're not going to give him away just because, uh, you know, Trevor Story is going to be a free agent. And Schmidt did not, did not say anything to the contrary when I said, well, it's clear that Trevor's gone. He's not going to resign here. And, and Bill did not contradict me on that. So uh, the writing's on the wall. Trevor's story is not going to be here after 2021, but it's looking a lot more likely that he will be here to finish out the rest of the season. Uh, John Gray, uh, I don't know. I mean, Bill was being, you know, he was fairly candid, but, you know, he was holding things close to the vest, too. The other guy I think would be a likely trade candidate would be Michael Givens. I think a lot of teams could use him uh, because his contract ends as well. Uh, but I thought it was pretty striking that uh, Bill Schmidt said, hey, we don't have to move any of these guys. And his point was, listen, uh, we get a compensatory draft pick after the, the very first round. Uh, you know, we're talking picks in the 30s. He said, we've picked up some good players there in the past. And so that's where it stands right now. So I, it's certainly not a done deal that, um, that Trevor Story is, is going to be shipped out of Colorado. Not saying it won't happen, but it's not a done deal. So that compensatory draft pick, though, I mean, Schmidt's right. You can get some good players. That's basically a first-round pick. You can get some good players right at the end of the first round after everyone else is picked. And that would give you essentially two first-round picks if you're the Rockies next season. But uh, just, you know, the, the question is, is that pick worth more than something you could get at the deadline, which maybe is a little below market value, but is it more than that compensatory pick? I mean, that's because that's what the Rockies fans are going to say, like, hey, at least try and get something for him. Now, they're also going to complain if it's a Nolan Arenado fleecing. And, and Bill Schmidt seemed to be 
uh, I don't know, taking some undertones at that and saying, hey, we're not going to just give him away. Yeah. MCs like they kind of like happen with Nolan. Not kind of. From our perspective, yes. From theirs, theirs not. But Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's a tough go. And, and he used the phrase that Bud Black uses all the time. And, hey, it takes two to tango. In other words, there's got to be a willingness on the Rockies' part to trade story, which I'm sure there's a willingness at least. But the other side has got to bring something to the table or bring something to the dance floor, rather. So, um, you know, I agree with Schmidt. You just can't say, well, we're going to trade him and whoever gives us the best offer, we're going to trade him. No, you can't do it that way. You've got to you've got to be a hard bargainer and say, listen, at bare minimum, we need X, Y and Z. If you want Trevor's story as a rental to help you guys in the playoffs. So I'm all in on Bill Schmidt and the Rockies front office being hard bargainers. Um, they they should be, because Trevor Story's a, even though he hasn't had a great year, uh, he's a very valuable player. Um, so we'll see how this shakes out. But you know, they you're going to see lots of rumors and stuff over the next couple of weeks. Uh, but this is really the first time Bill Schmidt has opened up to me and been as definitive as he was when I talked to him. Uh, and I thought it was pretty interesting that his comment, hey. We are not a farm system for the rest of baseball. Uh, Which has know, been a and, common and, critique. And, huh? Which has been a common critique of the Rockies. It has been. You know, and, and I and I thought it was interesting that, uh, that he offered that up. The other thing uh, I thought was interesting, I asked him, uh, you know, what is the state of this team? Uh, I said, you know, you played well at home. You finally won a series to, end up, to finish off the first half by taking – two out of three in San Diego against the Padres. And he said to me, he said, hey, when we met, I don't know, what was it, six, seven weeks ago, he said, I told you guys we weren't that bad. And he said, you know, a lot of people, he said, you know, thought that we were going to lose 100 games. You thought we were going to lose 100 games. And I said, he said, no, I never said that. I projected 72 and 90. He said, well, Kyle, meaning Kyle Newman, said we were going to lose 100. And I said, absolutely, he did. <laughs> so I basically threw you under the bus. Hey, but you said what you were going to say. Didn't we have a bet on that, by the way? We do. So I'm going to be owing you lunch unless they really turn on the losing here in the second half. So so awesome. So Bill Schmidt, I'm glad he took note of my prediction. No, at least he pays attention to you. That's good right? stuff. Okay. Hey, yeah, better so I than said, you. Hey, I never projected about 100 losses. Uh, Kyle Newman, of course, who fancies himself as, you know, Mr. Baseball expert, a guy who still plays hardball, by the way, uh, said you'd lose 100. I think, didn't you say 104? I think I said 100 even, but I, I said they'd lose the 100th on a walk-off on the last game not. of the season. Yeah, I said on the prior podcast, go play the oh. tape, tape, check the tape, okay? <laughs> okay, so as you mentioned, Patrick, they're 49 so anyway, you're on Bill Schmidt's beep list. Yeah, so I, so I heard. <laughs> 41 and 50 heading into the second half here. As you mentioned, they closed winning a road series in San Diego, 934 on the road right now. So they're pacing to not set the infamous road mark. And that was 17 wins. Again, is the MLB worst away record in a 162 game season. That was pirates and the Mets share that. So they're, they're pacing better to do that. They're playing well at home. What else can fans look forward to in the second half? If indeed, uh, Trevor Story's traded, or if he stays, or if John Gray's traded. I mean, what's what's to look forward to for a, a team that's 
doesn't look like they're going to compete for a playoff spot, a.k.a. wild card, unless they make a pretty miraculous run. Yeah, let's face it. I had a mailbag question about that. Somebody asked me in the mailbag this week, Kyle. They said, you know, shouldn't the Rockies make sure they hold off for here a couple weeks before they trade anybody? Because, you know, if they have a run in it, maybe they're a playoff contender. I'm like, no, they're not a playoff team. They're just not. Right. Um, so the things to look forward to. Um, one is the starting pitching. I, I'm a guy who enjoys well-pitched baseball games. Uh, I think games can be exciting without, you know, it doesn't have to be a 10 to eight game. I think a four to three game is more exciting. The Rockies starting rotation has a chance numerically and on the field as well to be the best in franchise history. I love watching the way Marquez is pitching, John Gray's pitching, Sensatella sometimes. Chi-Chi has been pretty good. Austin Gomber's due back soon. Uh, so I, I like that. I, I want to see how good these guys can be and if they can maintain it. Uh, if Trevor Story's still around, I'd like to see him get hot and produce the kind of offense that he's capable of. Uh, I'm curious to see how Ryan McMahon rebounds because he was all-star bound, in my opinion, or at least potentially, and he slumped mightily. Uh, toward the latter, right before the All-Star break. I want to see if Ryan McMahon, who's one of my favorite players, at least his person goes, I want to see if he can, you know, get his act together and really look like a guy that can build around going forward. Uh, I'm interested to see if uh, uh, if Diaz, the catcher, uh, hit five home runs in his last 10 games. I believe that's what it was. Uh, hey, is that sustainable? Is that really who he is now? I'm not saying he can hit that many home runs, but Bud Black said uh, Diaz, he thinks he can be a you know solid 250 hitter with some power. Uh, let's let's see it. If he can be, hey, maybe the Rockies catching situation isn't quite as dire as I've made it out to be. Uh, and then there's so many young guys. And Ramal Tapia, he's exciting. He's had a good season. Uh, but then there's a lot of guys who – we want to see, are they are they major league players or are they 4A players? The Rockies have a lot of those, and I'm curious to see, will they morph into a you know, bona fide everyday major leaguer, or are they caught in the limbo between better than AAA but not quite there for to make an impact on the big league? So all of those things are the things I'm looking for. Yeah, and for me, Patrick, you mentioned the starting pitching. Uh, John Gray, Aramon. I mean, Aramon is the most exciting to me. Because I feel like, especially against some of the lower tier teams, he could flirt with a no hitter every every time out, just with the way he's pitched over the last month and a half. So can he keep that eliteness up? I mean, that's what separates the Scherzers and the Verlanders from that next tier, right? Is that they are dominant in 25, 30 of their you know 35 turns that they take in a year. So can Aramon keep that up? Kyle Freeland, he's been pitching pretty well since he came back from the injured list. Can he keep that up? And also, will the, the finger blisters issues that bothered him two starts ago, his last start before the break caused him to, to come out of the game in the sixth. Can he get those under control so he can you know be the Kyle Freeland that the Rockies are hoping? And then you mentioned one final guy, Rymal Tapia. I want to see continued growth from him because you're right, he's had a good season. He had a great season last year uh, in contrast to everyone else on the Rockies offense. This year, he's been up, he's been down. He's hitting 283. Uh, he's got 1.5 war right now. Can he continue to establish himself? The crab guy, 
as my son calls him, because uh, I explained his nickname and why he's he's named that because of his batting stance, because of all the crabs in his hometown. So Ryan Maltapia, he's on my radar as well. And one of the, a good reason to come to the ballpark, you know, electric players like that. Charlie Blackman can give the crowd its its fair share of its money money's worth. So Rockies still have some draws, but are they going to have some a few less draws or one big name less at least in a couple weeks? That remains to be seen. I'm, and I'm sure, Patrick, you'll be writing a couple stories for DenverPost.com slash Rockies covering uh, the, the team leading up to the deadline. Yes, I will be, because that's that's what I do. I'm a scribe. I'm an ink-stained wretch, as I used to say back in the day. Yes, you are an ink-stained wretch. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a beaver beat guy. I'm a beaver bird. I'm a grunt, as opposed to our columnists, who are superstars, I suppose. <laughs> Anyways, on the Rocks podcast, that's Patrick Saunders. This is Kyle Newman. Appreciate you listening in to today's show. Head to DenverPost.com slash Rockies for continued coverage. And until next time, folks, take it easy. <laughs>